Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast devoted to the CBS series Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, is my delightfully demented co-host, Tim. Demented? Almost kind of rude after a hiatus. Not like delightfully charming or whimsical or your best friend. No, just demented. (laughs) Delightfully demented. Okay. I don't know. I'll take it. I was just... You know, I, I just reached out for something, and that's what I got. So, how you doing, my friend? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's good to be back. Um, it's It's been a while. You and Palmer did an amazing job um, hosting the show while I was away on vacation. Thank so you. thanks again for doing that. Thank you. We had a good time. When you um, you texted me and said, you guys, like, you have, you have a good chemistry, I told him that, and he was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. so we've known each other our whole lives i hope we yeah, have seriously. good chemistry yeah at this point yeah um yeah but no you guys did a phenomenal job as i knew as i knew you would and and everyone um was sending great feedback um after the episode oh so, cool well done well done i don't see any of that so that's good <laughs> um speaking of feedback we have some uh, some listener feedback in the form of emails. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always send us your emails at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com, and we're happy to to read them on the show um, as, as much as we can. Um, this particular episode comes from John. Uh, sorry, this email comes from John. Uh, he says, It occurred to me while I was scraping ice off the car this morning that they could actually get Melissa Benoist to appear on the Flash TV show without having an official crossover with Supergirl. The Flash has had Earth 2 all through this season, um, and Power Girl is the Earth 2 version of Kara Zor-El. Um, so his thinking here is, it's a different costume, and they have to age her a little bit, but they could basically, um, you know, with a little bit of makeup and, and maybe some digital effects here and there, you could get Power Girl on The Flash at, with Melissa Benoist playing her. Um, hmm. I think that's actually a really cool, interesting idea. It is cool. Um, that, I like that. I don't even know if yeah. you would need to age her up. I mean, you just throw her hair not necessarily type yeah. on her, you put a wig on her or something like that. I think you'd... That's pretty... That's good. That's really good. I, yeah. yeah. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. I'm sure they won't do it. I feel like if you're going to if you're going to bring her onto the another show on another network, it will be heralded with a lot of fanfare. Yeah, 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 uh, probably. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, will, will it happen? Who knows? You know, it may or may not. I'm leaning towards it probably won't, but I would love to see it happen. Mm-hmm. It'd be a really cool way to get Melissa Benoist into the uh, Flash Arrowverse. Um, or Legends Tomorrow or something like that. Do you um, think it would, even, even if it's like a really quick a quick moment, you know? Do you think they do like evil Power Girl like they did on Justice League Unlimited? Um, that would because be interesting. The Earth 2 tends to have a lot of the inverse of a lot of um, good people on tend to be bad people on Earth 2 for The Flash. Mm, so I wonder mm. if kind of it's kind of like their little Earth 3 but not quite. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. That would be. I would like to. I would like to see that. But it's a good idea. It's a really cool idea. So thank you, John. Great idea uh, while cleaning for, out your car. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, really cool. Um, uh, a really cool idea. Anyway, if you have thoughts um, and ideas you want to send to us, uh, theories, speculation, or just your opinions on on the episodes, things you've noticed, um, SupergirlTVTalk at gmail dot com is a great way to to do that. So send it on over, and we'll uh, we'll read them out. Um, 
let's talk for a quick second before we uh, talk about someone who's awesome. Um, how excited are you about this this new Supergirl comic that's coming out uh, in the next couple months? I'm very excited. We've we've talked since probably episode one of this podcast about our love for the run of Supergirl by Sterling Gates, and it looks like we're getting the best of both worlds. We're getting a run of Supergirl by Sterling Gates and set in the CBS universe. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about this because, um, like, yeah, like you said, it's it's been something we've talked about since pretty much day one of this of this podcast. And when we we spoke to him a few months back, um, you know, we we asked him like if you if you were asked you know to come back, would you do it? And he said he'd do it in a heartbeat. And clearly, uh, it's happening. Mm-hmm. So this is this is really really exciting. Um, with uh, you know, we've heard about some of the villains that she's going to be taking on in the comic and. Um, the uh, the art team that's that's you know going on here. It's a rotating team of artists um, that uh, and so some of the art that we've seen already from them looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm super super excited. Um, so Adventures of Supergirl is what it's going to be called, and uh, I, I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, like like you said, like that TV feel of this universe, um, but written by Sterling Gates and brought to life by these great artists who we know you know have are, have done fantastic work mm-hmm. um specifically Sterling Gates on on Supergirl as a character before so i'm i'm it's like it's the best pairing for me you know if you were going to if you were going to have any writer um working on this comic he he is the man that i would absolutely pick um so i'm i'm super pumped about it i agree the the um the digital first um the digital first in universe comics are actually pretty good yeah. The, um, the Arrow one was pretty, especially the one set in between season two and season three was really strong. I, I enjoyed mm. it quite a bit. Um, so I have, high ho- I have high hopes for the Supergirl one. Yeah. Uh, again, with that creative team, how can you go wrong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing worth noting is that um, the ratings for this most recent episode, Blood Bonds, um, really skyrocketed this week. Um, and this is not counting live plus three or anything this is just live and and i think it's just live um and we're looking at like a 20 percent jump that's huge um yeah from hostile takeover to blood bonds like huge huge jump that sounds like a lot of christmas binging i think you might be right yeah you you brought that up when we talked about it offline i, mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a really good point it might, might be people kind of catching up over over the holiday break um and and it definitely helped that there was no gotham um so the comic book audience was you know, had 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 no alternative, so they they checked this out. Well, um, CBS I, was pretty much the only one of the only yeah. networks to bring back new episodes this yeah. or this whole week. It's really just CBS and Fox, I think. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, but, I don't know. But Fox didn't put out a new Gotham this no, week. No, no new Gotham, um, right? But I know that Tuesday night's lineup is new for. Um, for Fox, so I don't know. I okay. don't know where where it's up. Um. But yeah. I I, well, I appreciated only having to worry about watching one thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and it it was it was yeah that was nice. But the fact that it seems like so many other people are also um, you know, also really caught onto the show is 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 awesome. So hopefully this will this will. I mean, I I think we should set expectations here. Like for anybody who's we hear from a lot of fans on Twitter, especially who are really worried about the ratings and what that means, and will the show get canceled or will the show get picked up for season two? Um, I think we're in a really really good shape for a season two pickup. Um, 
I think we should expect the ratings to go down again um, in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. as Gotham comes back and, and the landscape gets more competitive again. Um, I do think that we'll we'll see the ratings the ratings slip a little bit from from these most recent numbers, um, but they will still remain strong. Um, if if the last several episodes have been an indi- indication, um, the show's doing really well, and um, I I keep seeing all these lists on like Zap to it and all these other TV sites um, where Supergirl keeps getting named as like one of the top five most likely shows for another season pickup. That's good. So I'm, yeah, I'm actually looking here. It doesn't. It actually looks like Gotham is not coming back until February 29th. Oh wow! So there's quite a bit of time for Supergirl to garner some numbers while Gotham is um, on winter hiatus. That's awesome. That's really that that could really that could really make a make a big difference. Um, yeah, in terms of what uh, you know what happens next in terms of pickup and everything else. That that's awesome. That that might help speed up a pickup if anything. Um, so that's great. That's great news. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So. Um, that's it for news for this week. I want to take a quick second and talk about some friends of ours um, over at Supergirl.tv. Um, these guys are the best. They are a they are a bunch of fans uh, with a labor of love. This this great website that is just uh, my my top source of Supergirl news, and it's it's where we get a lot of the news from the podcast and from, that goes up on our Twitter account. Um, they are a one stop shop, great place for stuff on news, spoilers. There's photo galleries of upcoming uh, episodes, all the episode descriptions and trailers and everything goes up there um pretty much as soon as it's released you can count on it being on supergirl.tv mm-hmm. um and uh we love it because it's it's just it's the quickest it's it's guys who love supergirl as much as we do um and it's advertisement free uh and they have an amazing twitter account supergirl tv site um where you can get all these uh updates everywhere you are no matter when no matter where so um check them out uh they're great uh friends of the show and uh they support us uh, every week and we really appreciate it so um thanks very much to supergirl.tv for their support of supergirl tv talk this week indeed indeed what else you got for me Tell me more things about your life and about Supergirl. Well, so in my life, I watched uh, Blood Bonds last night. Did you? Yes. How many times did you oh. take a drink from them saying Blood Bonds? Oh, my God. So many. They said it so many times. I started Blood a little Bonds tally in the Bonds book. I was like four times in a did row, you? and then they had a break for a sentence, and then they said it again, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. It's just going to keep going, isn't it? <laughs> if there was a drinking game, we would be hammered by the end of it. I was I was watching with Palmer actually, and like I they said it the first time. I was like, "Oh, title up, so take a drink." Right, and right. and then they said it again immediately afterwards, and I was like, "He's like, I'm not drinking that." <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and so, but I I did because I enjoy this game, and he's like, "I think somebody found out about your game." By the end of the episode, because <laughs> it was just everywhere. By the end, I was like, "Man, I wonder what this episode was about." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's break this down. Um, so so let's start with uh, let's start with the the whole uh, non Astra um, that whole thing. So uh, we've got Astra in custody mm-hmm. and non being all like. I'm gonna take your boss man away from you, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna hold him hostage. And if you don't give him, if you don't give me back my wife, then you know, boss man go boom. Um, we have that going on. Meanwhile, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to break down all the meanings of blood bonds, right? So you've got Kara and Astra. That's the blood bond there. You've mm-hmm. got um, Kara and 
Alex and 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 their dynamic at the DEO, and then when Henshaw is taken away, uh, Alex's loyalty to Henshaw. Yeah. So that's another, while not a literal blood bond, there's a, a bond there. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Astra and Non. Astra and Non, husband and wife. Um, another bond there. Um, you've even got the bond between Kara and James and Wynn, and the two guys kind of going off on their own to try to help Kara. Um, without getting her involved and figuring out what's going on with Max Lord, mm-hmm. um, there's a, there's a lot of these connections. There's a um, bond and between 006 and 008. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Very astute. Mm-hmm. I try. Pugazing me with other Supergirl things. I'm I'm done being smarmy now. <laughs> well, let's so let's let's start by talking about uh, um, the, what's going on with the Kryptonians. Keeping up with the Kryptonians. <laughs> Um, that was a joke from earlier in the show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. It was a Martian Manhunter joke. Now, it wasn't yeah, even well, a yeah. headshot joke because you know Jean watches reality TV. You know oh, he does. Oh, yeah. He's a big fan. Yeah. Oh, so, well, we start with this um, fight, you know, this, yep. you know, Kryptonian blood bond, if you will, you know, from a very mm-hmm. generic sense. Um, and the fight was good, but. Uh, um, my favorite part was when Nan and Kara are fighting in the air and a plane comes by. Oh, yeah, that was so and cool. And they kind of zoom away and, and zoom back. But all I could think of was like playing in the street when I was a kid and they'd be like, car, and everyone moved uh. to the sidewalk <laughs> and then they would resume once the car was gone. That's what it reminded me of when I watched that. I was like, plane, and everyone moved to the side and then the plane was gone <laughs> and everyone moved back. All right, we can play again. Yep. Yeah, okay, we're going to keep punching each other. <laughs> yeah, so I found it interesting um, how Kara doesn't really like she knows Astra really well, right? But Nan, mm-hmm. she's always like, "Oh, you're Astra's husband," and not like Uncle Nan. So oh, I guess yeah, that's, that's an interesting. True. I never really thought about that. Yeah, I, I just it just struck me yesterday when when uh, when she said that she was like, "Oh, Astra's husband." I was like, "That's weird." I would never have called someone like my aunt's husband. Like, oh, your aunt, so so and so's husband. You know what I mean? Like this. Yeah, you're. I um, like, you know, Aunt Joan's husband, Peter. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. It well, goes to they, show maybe how they're much not, haven't been married for that long. Right. Whatever the reason is, it goes to show that there's not that much of a blood bond there between Nan and Carl. Right. Like none whatsoever. Huh. Yeah. So that's interesting. Huh. Um, Good yeah. observation. Uh, <laughs> arguably better than my plane v car one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty. I thought that was pretty relatable. Thanks. Um, so Astra, um, we see her flashing back to what happened on Krypton and with, um, Laura and sentencing them to lifetime in Fort Ross. Yeah. Very, um, um, Marlon Brando or Man of Steel moment, like on the planet Krypton, we must sentence you with my Rolex. Um, yes, very much. Yeah, or we must put you in these giant pods that look yeah. rather evocative and send you off into this giant... Even the ship hovering above and the beam of light, arguably, I think it was more Man of Steel than anything. Yeah, true. But his non, non's, like, speech where he's like, You I will, will go down before him. me, jor Yeah, yep. That's... Both you, and then one day, your ass yeah. Like, that was... Yep. It was, like... Yep. I went with almost the, exactly um, that speech. I went with the Man of Steel, like, I will find him. I will find, I will find him. him. All right, yeah. fair. That's yeah. also also I, a plus. Yeah. Well, the 
the shot of Krypton, there's a great establishing shot of Krypton before we get Beautiful to that scene. Shot. And that's the most we've seen of it in the show so far. And it was a very, I don't know, like Man of Steel. It was very Man of Steel Krypton meets Star Wars Coruscant. Ooh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll buy that. I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of that was the vibe I got from it. it was, I liked it a lot. I think I actually liked it a little bit more than the simple Man of Steel um Krypton and I think even more than the Richard Donner one. I've never really liked the Richard Donner one. It seems very hus- inhospitable there. Just seems terrible. Yeah. Like they look like they're living in the South Pole. Like Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yep. So, um yeah, I liked it a lot and I it begs the question, do you think that there is a General Zod running around in this version of their universe? Because oh, it seems like it seems like Astra and Nan have taken on that role. Yeah, I think for the purposes of this story, um and, and this story being told from Kara's perspective, I think that we're probably not gonna see Zod, and if we do, it's not gonna be for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think that Zod they're they're reserving Zod as a Superman villain, um, especially because he was in Man of Steel already. I think they want to keep that separate mm-hmm. and have this be Okay, what are characters that are not involved in that story that we can use over here? So I think that I think that there might be a Zod in this story, but he, he's he's more relevant to Superman than he's a Supergirl. I agree. If he exists. I yeah, I'm there with you. But it's curious, like what maybe there were two different coups going on. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, different factions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so who knows? There's a lot of interesting little things at play, but I like how they're acknowledging like there's a little head nod to what you know but we're doing our thing over here um i think that berlanti shows berlanti superhero shows do a really good job at this is what you know comic fans but this is what we're doing and it kind of yes they do a nice job at pleasing everybody um just fiddling enough with it that you accept what they're doing without being like you know that's not you know like why does she have a polar bear friend you know that doesn't make sense Right. On Krypton. Why are why there polar bears? Um, nothing that ever happened. Um, yeah, so I liked it a lot, um, but I have no more to say about it. That's All right. What you, what? <laughs> so what do you have next in the old notebook? Um, I noticed there's a photo of Superman, a new photo of Superman on Jimmy's wall when they're all talking in James's office. Oh, I did not notice yeah, that. There, there's a pretty much right at the beginning when Kara comes in and there's a shot of the three of them and you're looking back at the wall and in between the space, there's a, it's a bird, it's a plane, um, who is this like mystery man or something like that is the headline. Oh. And there's a blurry-ish photo of Superman, but it looks more like a traditional Superman posed um, picture. It's hard. I mean, I couldn't zoom in so or anything like that, so it was hard to tell on the TV. But it's absolutely Superman. So is it like from like the chest, like neck down, or something like that? Um, I it's like from the waist up. Waist. So you can wait. Can you see his face? Well, it's too far away to make out whoever it is. Oh, I see. But I see. It's okay, like okay. You know, obviously he has good shoulders and black hair. That's about as <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's about as much as you can tell. But it's a super. But it's a Superman photo. Wow. Okay, so I've seen the episode twice at this point. And I missed it both times. So I'm gonna have to go back a third time. Uh-huh. Check that See. out. Nice, nice. Good eye. Star Wars taught Good me eye. to pay attention to the periphery. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the times when I see stuff, I, I'm not even looking at the main focus. I'm looking around to see what's around, what's up and 
Which in some ways is good because I can spot the Easter eggs quickly. But on the other hand, I'm like, wait, what happened in the story? There was a story. Stuff happened. <laughs> I just heard wait, noise. They, was that important exposition? I was looking for Superman I, photos. I was, looking, I was looking at the stack of folders on the <laughs> desk the whole time. <laughs> trying to read the labels on the middle envelopes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, whatever. Uh, it's fine. Uh, this show, I think, finally also establishes how old Kara actually is. Yes, that's true. Twenty four. She's twenty four. Um, that is and true. She loves her job. Apparently, she loves being an assistant. Yeah. So, Cat, you know, I, this episode was interesting because I really thought they were just going to acknowledge that. Okay, Cat knows, and then let's move on. I really didn't. I, ex- they would. I didn't expect this bait and switch kind of thing. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with it to be honest because it doesn't make sense to me that she would be so. <clears throat> She she was pretty much admitting it when when Cat confronted her about it the first time, right? At the end of the last episode, um, I mean she's looking for glasses and everything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean she was really just sort of like, "Yep, you caught me." And this time she's like, that, "We're still doing that joke. <laughs> That's crazy. How could I possibly be me?" And I understand her reasons for it, but I just didn't think it was believable the way. Like once once someone finds out, I'll, I'll believe the glasses thing up to a point. But once someone's like, wait a second, you are that person. Here's all the reasons why you must be. Um, not the least of which is you look just like her. Um, right. I, I find it hard to believe that the glass is still going to still gonna work at that point. Mm. Um, it's, 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 well, at, they, at that point, for me, it's a more... really, until the end of the episode. Yeah, but I'm saying at that point, it's more of a, a very much a willing suspension of disbelief for me. I have to, like, choose to suspend my disbelief as opposed to just sort of, like, not thinking about it. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's just harder for me to believe that, like, oh, at one point she realized it, but now she went back to not thinking of the same person. It's just like, meh. That's true, hard. but that's also I would have rather classic. Um, um, that's also yeah, uh, no, rather, I agree. I, I, yeah, yeah. There is like a classic, like Lois thinks she figured out that Clark's actually Superman, but then he finds another way to prove her wrong. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're very, you're very right about that. You're very right about that. Um, I just think that for what they're trying to do with the show and trying to modernize it a little bit, it it felt a little forced. Um, but that's just my opinion. It just felt a little bit forced to me. That's all. Yeah, I um, I I agree with that. Though I did. Well, we'll talk about the ending when we get there because I have other things to say about it. But um, it felt a little forced. Even Cat's like her her ultimatum even felt like it felt odd to me. Yeah. Like, like you're doing a great job as Supergirl, so I'm going to fire you and make you a homeless person. <laughs> well, I think her her idea there was you are whenever you're here, right. you are being kept away from doing much more important work. And I can't stand by and just watch you, you know, let people get hurt or die because you have to maintain this secret identity. So, you know, if you're going to do it, it's I, I'm not going to stand by and watch it happen. So you're not going to be working for me while you do it. Right. Th- that I, I understood that when I saw it, it made sense. But at the same time, it's like she's got to eat. She's got to, well, yeah. you know, she has gotta to pay her somewhere. bills. Gotta, and, right. So that's kind of where I was like that. You didn't really think that plan through Cat, Right. Though yeah. it was very nice of Henshaw to offer her a job, which the, my first thought actually when the ultimatum came up, I thought to myself or I said out loud to Palmer, I said um, she could just work for the DEO. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, granted that she said this, you know, it being at that job grounds her and it's what she mm-hmm. needs and all that stuff keeps her human and all that stuff. But the DEO could pay her for sure. Sure. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it would have been interesting to see that for a little while, maybe see how that plays out for a few episodes, and then see her ultimately get her job back at the Daily at, at the Daily Planet mm-hmm. at Catco. Um, because you you know that even if they had done that, they wouldn't have kept her away for too terribly long. Mm-hmm. Um, Sooner or later, Cat has to be back, and and Win has to be back um, in the picture, and and they have to be seeing each other every day. So it would have been interesting to see like. You know that sort of alternate reality of like, ooh, what if she did work at the DEO for like six months or something, and then end up coming back? Yeah. Well, yeah, she, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That might happen, but not maybe after her pretty explicit reasoning as to why she needs this job. So true. We true. Might. Although, who knows? You know, you got to keep you got to keep it fresh. You know, snap, snap. And I don't want to snap into the microphone. So snap, snap. <laughs> got to keep it fresh. Um. Moving on, though, we get a little bit of uh, attempted psych- uh, psychic probing from the Kryptonians yes. on Henshaw, which was really cool. I liked that. I liked his little, uh, you know, I can't read his mind, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was a little disappointed in that scene, though. Yeah, I I was hoping for more from that. Um, um, well, I was disappointed because they killed the eye guy and I really liked him. Okay. I, I, mean, I enjoyed his sass where it's like, did you lie to me? I would never lie to you. Like there was a <laughs> he had a nice little like two lines and he was dead. But I was like, oh, this character is interesting. I want to know more about him. What people are known for their psychic abilities and that can't, you know, and yeah, yeah, I, I, I also understand why he didn't reveal himself, though. Oh, sure. If that's is that why you were disappointed? A little bit. I mean, I do understand. Like, like you said, I, yeah, I understand why it was too crucial for him to keep that a secret. But I was like, oh, is this going to be the moment where he like, you know, not Hulk's out, Martians out, yeah, man, Mar- man hunts, man hunts out, Martians opens out. A can- I want to say Martians out. Can- that one's good. Opens the open, Oreo package. O- opens a can of Martian on their asses. I don't know. Mm, um, I don't know. Anyway, Martian whoop ass. I got. I, I understood. I understand words like ass, Frank. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> I've read the dictionary of naughty All words. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I, I was actually I was just that I character just whatever his name is and race was. Um, he just seemed like an interest. It could have been interesting to have him come back for different things. And that was kind of I felt that was a waste. He looked really cool. He did cool things. His, he was kind of funny for, you know, a whole minute. And then he was dead. So sadness. Well. R.I.P.I. guy. We hardly knew you. Indeed. We hardly knew I. Um, so we also get Sam Lane again in this episode. Yes. Um, yes. Which I, I didn't realize. I did not realize coming into the episode. So I was pretty happy about that. You know, I didn't know either. And he just showed up and I was like, oh, OK. Sam Lane's here. Cool. Hey, he's back. Hey, he's still a jerk. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, this this non swearing thing that we've established on this podcast is really hindering to my vocabulary. It's really hard. Um, <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah, uh, for for a nerd conversation, uh, I will say this: I thought he had a fantastic character moment when he was telling Astra about uh, seeing the day the Earth stood still when he was a kid. That's so funny because I had the exact opposite reaction to that. Really, he, you didn't like it? Nope. I was like, so you hate aliens because you were scared of a movie when you were a kid? More like Sam Lame. Nope. <laughs> 
Michaelis. <laughs> oh man, if we did if we did like funny episode titles, I would Sam Lame. I would more like Sam more Lame. More like Sam Lame. Oh, oh, that's great. I was I wrote that down. I was so proud of myself for thinking of it yesterday. It's good. That's um, good. I just yeah, I didn't I didn't buy it. I mean, I bought it because he's kind of a weird bigot and stuff, but at the same time, I'm like, your whole reason is because you saw, uh, like, I mean, The Day the Earth Stood Still is a very important movie in cinema history. I'm not downing yeah. it that way, but it's a corny alien invasion movie. Sure. And he's scared of it. And so that'd be like, I guess you could also equate it, though, by like seeing Jaws when you were a kid. And so you're afraid of sharks the rest of your life. Kind of. I mean, I I see it more as um, he saw this movie about what it would be like if the if the world were you know under attack, and that maybe is more of a reason why he wanted to enter the military, mm. and you know why he wanted to protect his country and protect his planet. And then when the time comes that um, you know there are aliens involved, that's he you know he he gets involved because um, it's it's like he's having PTSD sort of to his childhood fear. Um, I I thought it was a really good character moment because it made him a little more human, yeah, and less just sort of like I hate aliens and I you don't need to know why, but I do. Yeah, um, that it, I okay that that I absolutely agree with you. That is true. I think I think it was good to give him a reason. I just thought him as a character, I'm like your reason is stupid. Okay, Le- fa- that's that's fair. Not that even is that a totally it's a stupid, valid opinion. Not that it's a stupid writing opinion, like or that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that he as a character, I'm like you're an idiot. But I thought that before, so you know, <laughs> I guess. Well, uh, okay, but I, so so I'm just saying I I like that now we have a, we have some motivations for him, and mm-hmm. I, I I feel like I there's more dimension to him and there's more like more than just like being a flat just sort of like I hate all aliens period um, now you know a little bit why maybe you don't buy the reason that's totally that's a totally valid fair opinion but I thought it was cool I did think for a second though <clears throat> that it doesn't I don't know if the um, so that movie came out in 1951 mm-hmm. which means that movie is like 65 years old right and d- didn't he say he was about 10 or so when he saw it I'm sorry have you, have you seen movies you have seen movies that came out before you were born, right? Sure, but he said he saw it in a theater. He saw he saw it in a bijou. He saw it like a you know a like here's here's a dollar go see a movie that's been out before. Uh, okay, yeah. All right, all right. I'll, I'll I'll go with that. That's that's good. Yeah, that's good. He said bijou. I didn't hear bijou. Yeah, I said bijou. Yeah. Uh, no, he okay. didn't say bijou, but I I just assumed. I, okay. I naturally jumped to. Um, Got it. I just naturally jumped to. Oh, he went on like a Saturday when they were showing old movies or something like that. Maybe that, that's a good enough explanation for me. Maybe one that, that his father had seen and he was like, "Oh, it's going to be in the theater. Sure, Let's sure. go, kids." You know, let's take the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that works. Um. Anyway, that was just a quick thought. Um. So yeah, he. I, I thought that was a good character moment for him. And when when Astra, you know, she kind of stiffens up and she's like wow on a krypton talking about your fears exposing your fears is a real sign of strength and he says well that's why i'm telling you this i want you to know that like i'm considered an honorable man here um by your standards he's full of poop so, by, by, by kryptonian well, yeah. standards by human standards you're a pile of poop yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um yeah uh, but you know whatever it, it's it's um 
it was, I thought, a, a really good way of showing like who Sam Lane is and why he does yep, what he does. I agree. And that he really believes in what he does. Like He is a man of principle. Whether you agree with those principles or not is a totally separate mm-hmm. thing, but he does have principles. Yep, I agree. Um, I it made agree. me respect him more, even though I disagree with him. I, I respect him more. Because, he, because he's not like a mustache twirling, like, I hate things yeah. because I hate them. Yeah. yeah, he's not a villain for the sake of being a villain. He really thinks that he's protecting, you know, he's protecting people. The best kind of villain, the one that thinks they're doing the right thing. That's absolutely, that's right. Yep. That's right. That's what makes good villains. Yep, indeed. Speaking of good villains. Speaking of good villains. I'm listening. Uh, do you want to talk, do you want to talk a little bit about Maxwell Lord or do you want to, you want to wait till we get there? Oh, we can talk about Maxwell Lord. Yeah, I was just going to say that little, the torture scene with Astra was like super yeah. intense. Like yeah, it was. I thought the show was kind of like not lagging, but it was like I was enjoying like the kind of lackadaisical pace and fun, like as it always is. And then all of a sudden, they're like sticking a needle in her neck, and she's screaming her head off. And I'm like, all right, I know this, we've well, we've arrived at a new threshold here. Okay, yeah. Well, you know what that reminded me of? No, I don't. Uh, when they were like, "Tell us where your base is," and they pull out needles. It literally reminded me of the scene from Star, Star Wars. Wars: The Probe Droid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Probe Droid where 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 Vader is like. Yeah, you know, now, like, princess, we will question. discover the secret of your hidden rebel base. Right, and but but the way he, so like this, it reminded me of that scene, but the way he was saying like, "Tell me where your base is," also reminded me of Tarkin going like, "I grow tired of asking this. It will be the last time." Where is the rebel base? Oh, yeah, that's good. I didn't think there's a lot of there's a lot of questioning in there. I yeah. thought you thought the Leia interrogation scene because of the probe droid and the little. Um, no, I did too. It yeah. was both. It was both scenes like kind of mashed up together. Um. Yeah, it reminded me of that. I, there were a lot of little Star Wars moments for me, um, in in this episode. Um, I'll I'll come to another one later on. But anyway, I thought was that was a a good moment. But yes, that was a very intense scene. Um, and you're right, it did really like kind of raise the bar, uh, to like a whole new level for this episode because it really was sort of, you know, it was sort of quieter and and slower paced until that happened, and then it was suddenly like all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could talk about, um, we could definitely talk about Maxwell Lord now, if you so desire, because that's, uh, yeah, that's what I, yeah, yeah. solid. Lordy, lordy. Um, yeah, he pretty much embraced his Lex Lutherness in this episode and, and showed it completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, definitely a card carrying member of the NRA. Um, where he's uh, just like, that would... I'm going to go back to protecting my stuff, holds up gun in face, leaves. Yeah, like, exactly. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, we know where Maxwell Lord stands on things. Um, I thought that James in this episode, I think he inherited the luck of Lois Lane. Yeah, um, sort of. He definitely played the lowest role in this in this episode. Um, Yeah, he... Um, yeah, he, he got trapped easily, but I like mm-hmm. that because Maxwell Lord, I think, is too smart for some subtle industrial sneaking around. Yeah, I agree. Not really espionage, per se, but... Um, cause, but uh, yeah, yeah, that just that kind of spying. And I think James is out of practice for stuff like that. I think yeah. he's got a cushy office job, and I think mm-hmm. even... Like even Wynn says, like I should never have let, and I should never have let you like take out the camera because, you yeah, know, yeah, you're like the guy who's gonna dive into danger and blah 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 to get the perfect shot, and that's that's absolutely what he is. 
but I, I think that he, I think everybody underestimated Maxwell Lord until this moment, particularly when he takes out a giant wrench. That was pretty oh awesome. Oh my God. When he pulled out that wrench, I was like legitimately like, whoa. Like, I, I like, yeah, I, I said whoa out loud. <laughs> like, I was really um, like, what is, huh? Is he's, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I thought there were going to be some broken ribs or something. Um, but uh, camera made sense. Camera made a lot of sense. But he looked menacing as hell with that wrench in his hand. Yes, he did. Yeah. I actually, I, I, I've, I've expressed my, you know, maybe it's Brother Eye, maybe it's OMAC thing with him before. Um, yeah. So there was a part of me that was like, is he going to sick an OMAC on James? Because that would be pretty awesome. Is he going to turn into that. one? You know, that I was, I was half expecting something like that or some kind of mind control thing because that's also a Maxwell Lord comic trait. Um. Yeah. So there were a couple things in there that I was like, "Are you going to go this way?" But nope. It was a simple. It was simple punches and then a wrench. Um, the funny part was when actually when Kara saw James afterwards and it, he had a split lip and she came up to she's like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And I was like, "He could have walked into a door with yeah. that." Like it doesn't. It was Maxwell like, it wasn't, Lord, wasn't yeah, it? Right. It was right. Well, like your your mind jumps to dangerous places, Kara. If you're like, "Yeah, oh my god, you have a nick on your cheek." That must be Maxwell Lord, or no, I caught, or I cut myself shaving. You know, either one. So, but I I liked I I I'm glad Maxwell Lord is sticking around. I really thought he was going to be kind of a one off, and he's not. And I I'm appreciating that. I'm very happy about that. He's he is an awesome. He's shaping up to be a really awesome villain. Um, really really interested to see where this ends up going with with him. And the Kryptonians, and because we've got two kind of two big bads here, you know, um, or really, I mean, if you you know, two sets of big bads. Uh, the Kryptonians are one group, and then Lord is another. You know, he's his own category, and um, it's. It, I'm really, I am dying to see where they're going to take this, and where, um, you know, who ends up being sort of like the ultimate big bad. When we look back, will it be like, oh, this was the big villain of the season? Um, or or will it not be that way? I don't know. It looks it's shaping up to be really cool. Yeah. Um, do, as it stands right now, do you think the Kryptonians are the big bad of the season, or Maxwell Lord is? At the current, at the current stage, mm-hmm. so far the Kryptonians have been you know more more of the focus, but um, that could change. Like there there could be a shift over the course of the next several episodes. Um, we have what, like we have eleven left. Mm-hmm. Um, so there could be a shift where they kind of fade into the background a little, a little bit, even, and they could be sort of the ongoing villains for the whole series or for, for several seasons. And Lord could end up being like the major villain specific to this season. Yeah, see, Who knows? I think it's the opposite. I think that the Kryptonians are specific to this season, and that Lord will continue on past this season as a bigger overall threat. Because yeah. as of now, they don't have anything on him. Like they know, right? Who the vill- like they to them, they know the villains of the Kryptonians. They have to stop them, whatever they're doing. But yeah. Lord is the, but Lord is secretive for the most part. And the only people who really yeah. don't trust him are these. You know, it's just Win, Supergirl, and James. He's just sort of developing as a villain now. Yeah. Although, yeah. with all this blood bond thing and Astra being like, no, no more fighting today and blah, 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 all this stuff, maybe there's going to be a turnaround. And then they all team up together to defeat Maxwell Lord. Maybe, but Astra did say when she left, like, you know, don't mistake this for weakness. This is not a truce. Oh, 
I don't believe her. It's hard to tell yeah. when she's playing them or when she's telling them the truth. I think she was honest about that because when non when non's like you know Arby came in and ambushed them. Yep. Um, at that prisoner transfer scene, she looked genuinely shocked. Like she looked at non, like wait a second, what's going on? Um, and she told him to call them off. Like I, I think that was genuine shock, and and she wasn't expecting that. She was just expecting a simple prisoner transfer from cell block one one three eight. And uh, and I think she thought that was going to be it. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Unless they both majored in acting when they were in Kryptonian school together, um, which I'm sure they didn't. Um, that, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who very knows? I want to talk more. Go ahead. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, I do want to talk more about that prisoner transfer scene, but before we do, mm-hmm. um, I also want to talk about uh, some some very supportive people over at Instock Trades dot com and dcbservice.com um these are the guys these are the best places to get your comics online um if you like to shop online for your comic books and get a physical you know comic you can actually read in your hand um in stock trades uh great place for collected editions dcb service great place for your week-to-week comic shipments um it's it's quick it's easy it's a great way to get all your comics mailed directly to you um every week or, or however often you like to read them I always like to recommend a book, so uh, this week um, I'm recommending a book written par- uh, partly written by Sterling Gates, who we talked about before, um, also written by James Robinson and Eric Troutman, and you've got uh, art from Pete Woods, uh, Julian Lopez, and Jamal Igel, among some others. This was uh, part of the whole um, story going back a couple of years where the moon was colonized by the Kryptonians. Um, it kind of ties in nicely to what was happening with this story and kind of reminds me a lot of what was happening um, on this week's episode of Supergirl with the Kryptonians. Um, kind of invading and, and taking over. Um, it's actually a really good a really good story. Um, and uh, I remember reading along with it back a couple of years ago when it was coming out. And this is a nice collected edition of it all. Um, it's normally $24.99, but it's 42% off at in-stock trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only $14.49, um, which is a great, great price for a, a really good book. Um, a nice, thick, substantial book. And uh, I, I think it's a really great read. I really enjoyed it back in the day. And, and it... it um, I read some of this actually just a couple months ago. I was reading the Supergirl stuff um, as we were getting ready to do the podcast, and, and it still holds up today. Um, so I, I, I do recommend it pretty highly. Um, so check that out. Check out In Stock Trades and DCB Service. And you know, if you are a digital comics reader, that's that's perfectly fine because DCB Service has a portal on their website where you can go through that that site and uh, get five percent back on your digital comic purpose uh, from your digital com- comic purchases um, towards a future. DCB purchase. So um, every time you buy digital comics, you're actually putting some money away for future physical comic purchases that you might want to make later on down the line if you like like to have something on your shelf too. So um, best of both worlds right there. Check them out. InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. That's Discount Comic Book Service.com. And thanks to both of them very much for supporting Supergirl TV Talk today. Indeed. I did notice going off of your recommendation that the um, soldiers' costumes in this episode, I've noticed pretty high, like, look strongly influenced by the soldiers' costumes from the New Krypton, Last Stand of New Krypton storyline. That there's that gray kind of collared look. mm -hmm. And actually, there's somebody might have been. Um, who's Jor-El's brother? Zor-El? Um, Zor-El. Yeah. Zor-El in the um, Krypton scene with the the judgment of uh, Astra and Non. Well, he was wearing a blue 
um, a blue jumpsuit kind of thing with a red trim around the collar, and it looked yes. a lot like Superman's new Fifty Two outfit. I I I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I I see it. So I see it. So I wonder if that's. I'm sure that was a deliberate shout out to Superman and Supergirl, but I wonder if whenever we see Superman, he's going to have that new 52 look with the little co- with the high collar, maybe to differentiate himself from the um, the movie version of the character. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my my little thought for today. I like that. I like that. Well, I like where your head's going with well, that. Well, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so yeah, so do you have anything more to do you have anything more to add on that little um who's a what's it's the little so, prisoner's transfer thing? Yeah. Yeah, you know, we had that whole yeah, we had that whole scene and I found it really hard to believe that like Kara didn't see that coming. She's like something's not right and then all of a sudden the ambush happens and it's like I've well got of course a bad like, feeling about this. Yeah. You trusted them? Like of course they're going to pull this. Yeah. Like Yeah, but she doesn't read comic books and we do. So <laughs> I guess that's we true. know we know these things from from yeah. imaginary experience. Um, yeah, that's well, like, true. It, Alex didn't think about it either. I know. Like Alex didn't prepare for that. They were just sort of like, oh, shoot! Now we're up the creek. Yep. Like also, Alex is I can't keep a secret. Like, um, I you need to transform. Like, good job. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Good job, Alex. Good job. Like, I guess she figured it was a it was an important enough situation that it didn't matter. If Kara found out the secret. Yeah, I did like Kara's little, like, like later in the episode, like, you know I have yeah. secret hearing. Like, Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're know. from um, Mars? You're from Krypton. I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a great response. And she's like, guys, you know I can keep a secret. No, you, no, you can't. can't. Yeah, no, you can't. I'm like, it, like on the one hand, I was like, well, what are they talking about? She's been keeping her own secret. And I'm like, no, she hasn't really. No, she's She's kind of told everyone her secret about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, twenty for the first twenty three years, she was great at it. Now this last year, it just kind of fell apart. Yeah, I, I like that she knows too. It would it it felt disingenuous to hide it from her. Um, yeah, f- yeah, yeah, you I, couldn't hold on to that for too yeah, long. Yeah, I couldn't really. And we talked about this. I couldn't really figure out why he was keeping a secret from her. Apart from, yeah. she can't keep a secret. You know, right? Did you right. think it was odd? This is uh, to go back to the beginning of the episode when the chain of command is a secret for the DEO. Um I didn't think it was that odd um only because you don't want someone to if someone's targeting your leader you don't want them to also target like the second in command and the third in command and like those kind of things are sometimes classified in those kind of situations just so that you can't um target everyone in the chain of command. Yeah. And and take out the whole leadership. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I would agree with that. Um that makes sense then that makes more sense because like in the case in the case of like president of the united states right we all know that it's it's the vice president's second command and then it kind of goes down from there speaker of the house is, is next and then other cabinet members and stuff um it's not a secret in that case but what they do is whenever there's like for instance when there's we have this state of the union coming up in a couple of weeks um one member of the cabinet does not attend that's right they stay so, in the, they stay in the oval office yeah, so that in 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 case well they, I don't know where the I'm not sure if it's the Oval Office or, or like a bunker or something. But the idea is the in case or... of a of a you know an emergency and and something, God forbid the whole chain of command gets wiped out, there's someone still there. Um, so I think this is a similar way of doing it, but they they keep it a secret instead. Mm-hmm. There's a great scene from the West Wing that does that. When okay, President Bartlett's about to address the union and um, 
and uh, the whoever it is is staying there. They have a nice little conversation, and he's like, "So if you become president, these are the things you should probably <laughs> figure out and know." It's it's a really cute scene. I like it a lot. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So um, that that clarifies. That. I thought maybe it's because he was an alien and he wanted to like put the chain of command into somebody that he really trusted. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's only people maybe who know his secret that are uh, in the chain of command. But your answer actually makes more logical sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about the the, switch, the switcheroo with Cat. Yeah. So that was that was I could tell right away what was going on there as soon as we had two Karas. In the same room, I, I knew that one of them had to be drawn. I uh, see. It's funny because my first thought was hologram. Because oh, okay. So my fiance said the same thing because she saw the the um the Hank Henshaw the hologram, ho- the Henshaw hologram yep. earlier, and I was like, I turned to her, I was like, Do you know how they're doing that? And she goes, Is it the hologram technology from, from before? And I was like, I don't think so. Um, so that's interesting. You guys had the same thought. Okay, that's yeah. Cool. I thought hologram. It made, but I mean, Jean made way more sense. So uh, Palmer thought Jean. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, it's John. And I was like, oh, right. I'm a terrible comic fan. <laughs> um, I mean, it's fine. It's I, I prefer I actually liked when she knew, but I but I I would miss the old dynamic. I mean, the old eight, seven episode dynamic that, you know, um, yeah, that cat and car had. So I'm not I don't feel terrible that she's back to it being in denial. But yeah, yeah. So. No, I, I kind of go back and forth on it. I kind of would have liked to have seen it uh, play out a little bit more, but uh, but it's good to have the identity be more secret rather than not. So I'm good with that. Yeah, I think it's interesting that Jean has to transform when he when he shit when he morphs. He has to go back to his original form before going into another form. Did you notice that? I did notice that. I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like that because I, I felt a little bit I thought it was interesting in the way you're saying, but I also liked seeing it because we didn't when when he told Kara the truth about himself, we, she didn't get to see that at all. Yeah. Um, um, the same way Alex right. did. So I was kind of like, oh, OK, at least you get to see it here. Um, That's true. Um, I, I liked it. The shift because it makes him slightly less powerful and the Martian Manhunter is traditionally a very powerful alien. And so yeah. by making him have to switch to his original form, it kind of diminishes the morphing ability. Like he can't blend in like a hundred percent invisibly. Like if he has to keep switching, he's going to look like an alien every so often. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. That makes so sense. Yeah. From a storytelling perspective to give him kind of, you know, some kind of, uh, um, uh, Achilles heel. I guess this is, a, this yeah. is a good, this is a partially good way to go about I- it. I don't know if I would read too much into that, though. I think that was that was done to show us, I think, to illustrate to us as the audience that that was him, um, because I think that it's very possible that we'll see him do that again and not, you know, become his his green Martian self before becoming Henshaw again. It could we we may see that happen again without that little in between stage. I don't know, but it, that strikes me as the kind of thing that they did to really make it clear, like this is who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may not do that again. Um, but yeah, who knows? 
That's an interesting way of looking at it, though. It's like as the Achilles heel. I, I hadn't thought about that way. I kind of like that. Yeah. So uh, before we move into the very last portion of the episode. Um, yes. Um, which is we're going to and Frank and I are going to enter spoiler territory. So if you don't want to hear us um, think about what 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 the end of the episode is and where that actually will go, then, you know, keep uh, turn us off um you've been warned you've been warned but two things before we go in that direction one what is your cat grant quote of the week um i this was tough this week um but i think i'm gonna go with uh only a person who's determined to like and answer all the questions they're asked how do you think i caught lance armstrong yep um that is the one that i didn't think you were going to go with i thought you would Ah. go with mine which was uh yep one time at a party, Paul McCartney told me that he and Yoko <laughs> were the closest of friends. He was more uh, he was more convincing. Um, yeah, that was a good one which, too. I also liked. Uh, I also liked. You see, you and I both fight for truth, justice, in the American way. It just so happens that my methods are better and more fun. Yes, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Um, I liked the McCartney and Yoko. I just liked the reference, so I went with that one. Yeah. But you're such a big, you're a bigger <laughs> Beatles fan even than I am. So that's the one I thought you were going to go with. That was. Intrigued. I don't know anything. It was good. I don't it definitely made me chuckle. You um, <laughs> no, you do. You yeah. do. It made me chuckle okay. a lot. And when when he when she said that, I thought that was going to be the one. But then I heard the uh, well. That was the that was the really one, the like, first one. That was really my first one that you yeah, know that I yeah. clicked into. But it's all good. I love our cat grant cat grant quote of the week section. Tis my oh, favorite. Yes, me too. Um, if you'd like to share us your favorite cat grant quote of the week section, um. You can find us at all the places on the internet that Frank will tell you about now. Yeah, you can find us at TV Supergirl on Twitter. We always live tweet the the show. Um, last night I was live tweeting all my Star Wars jokes during it, and people liked it, and some people didn't, and whatever. Um, you can also <laughs> find us at SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com. Um, you can find the podcast uh, on iTunes, on Overcast, on Stitcher Radio, um, at SupergirlTVTalk.com, straight up, if you want to listen to it right there. Um, those are all the, the best ways to find us on the internet. Um, and thanks very much to our sponsors, Supergirl.tv and In Stock Trades and DCB Service um, for, for sponsoring this week. But uh, I think we're going to go into a little bit of spoiler territory now uh, before we uh, before we wrap up. Isn't that right? Indeed we are. Indeed so, we are. So this, this last scene, we see Lord go into that room where, where he had uh, stopped... James earlier, and did you notice that that, that lab, that room was room fifty two? I did notice that. Yeah, mm-hmm. big DC Comics reference. I did, I did notice indeed. Yep, it's very good. So he he goes in. Um, we see the little hologram. Was that Red Tornado's arm that was like the hologram? You know, I thought it was. I'm gonna go so. with a hundred percent. Yes, that was. Um, um, it is Red Tornado. Okay, yeah, I thought so. I thought so, and I thought that that's what we would, what you know, whatever way they were about to reveal was going to be something related to that. Um, but then it's this uh, this girl, um, and I I didn't, <clears throat> I wasn't sure what what to make of it at first glance. You, it wasn't until my second okay, viewing, okay, that I my eyes were opened a little bit to what it probably was. I I didn't. I didn't. I honestly just didn't think about it the first time around. Um, but you, you knew right away. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was Bizarro or Bizarro, his version of Bizarro or Bizarro Girl or whatever. Between the 
Jane Doe of it. She looks like Kara, and she's got a giant crack going down her arm, which is Mm. a cracked skin is very much a bizarro trait. Like, um, yep. Yeah, like you need some lotion. Get lotion on the skin or else <laughs> it gets the hose again. Um, so uh, that's, yeah, so that, that was my first thought. I don't know what the blacky liquid is. Um, one could only assume venom, but not really because that's Marvel. Um, so, but that that was just my, yeah, that was my go-to. Is that was yeah. your second thought or your first thought? Or? Yeah. I, I'm, my first thought, I wasn't really sure what that was. And then second thought, I was like, oh, maybe this is because because Andrew Kreisberg did say they were going to bring in Bizarro. Right. Um, yeah. It, it dawned on me the second time around. Um, the black, the black liquid in her eyes. Um, I don't think this is what it is at all, but it reminded me of in Smallville, the way they would, they would depict um, Brainiac where they had like that black oozing kind of living liquid that would um that was like one of the one of the very first ways they depicted brainiac um it reminded me of that but i don't think that's what this is at all um but it just looked like that that was um yeah i think i think that is that is bizarro um bizarro girl and i think that we're just going to see a different origin that bizarro girl is is uh you know a lord um experiment gone wrong maybe um, it'll be interesting to see. She doesn't look as much like Kara as I would have expected. Um, I think she looks enough like her that when she looks like Bizarro, enough. it'll be fine. Yeah, enough, enough like her for sure. Um, I I thought maybe she'd be more like they would have Melissa Benoist playing both characters or, or something like that. But this is this was very interesting. Um, if if that is what it is, and I I, I think we're I think we're both right in thinking that. Yeah, I, I well, maybe that's why Andrew Kreisberg also felt like he could announce this because he knew it was coming so quickly. It was happening so soon. Yeah, yeah that could be. So to him, it wasn't like a, it's not a big, it wasn't a big surprise. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. we're totally wrong. Maybe he's messing with us. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. But I don't know with the lab and the like, <clears throat> like you said, the Jane Doe and all the secrecy around it and everything. Um it makes sense to me that that's what it would be. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we'll find out. We will. We'll find out sooner or later. But probably later. Because probably a little bit a little later. A little bit later because well, we don't have any episodes next week. No, yeah, so there's no Supergirl this coming Monday um as as we talk um today. Um but then the next episode is episode 10. And I believe that David Harewood said that episode 11 was another big episode for um, yeah. like another big explosive episode. So I'll be I'll be interested to see how 10 bleeds into 11. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So probably by switching the zero to a one. That's how that works. Um, <laughs> dude. Um, well, I have nothing else further to say, my friend. Yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't get a trailer for the next episode or anything. Um so yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Just have to wait and see what happens next. But um, we'll this we'll was a great see. talk as always. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, thank you all for listening. We'll be back in a few weeks with the next episode airs. And so until next time, Frank says, "Up, up, and away."